Hello, you beautiful people. Welcome to the Dear Dad podcast. This is the place where we address dad dynamics and discuss personal experiences, stories, and poem submissions to help provide a platform for healing while simultaneously uplifting one another. Let's change the dad narrative all around. Let's go. Let's grow. Hello, you beautiful people. Thank you for joining me in a Dear Dad podcast. My name is B. Jimson Darius, a.k.a. BJ. I'm loving this conversation right here. We had a uh, talk before I press record, but this is going to be a really good talk. I can honestly already seen it. Um, we connected through social media and um, we decided to just like, look, we should share this story. I, I would like to hear your story, um, his journey for you guys. Let me introduce you to Anthony Brown. What's going on, my brother? Nothing much, man. Same stuff, different day, but feeling great. I appreciate you for having me up here. I'm really looking forward to uh, to the conversation. We Like you said, we already started off having a great conversation, so I'm definitely looking forward to kind of continuing that off. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. All right, Mr. Brown, Mr. Brown, uh, tell me, tell the audience, who is who is Anthony? Who is Anthony? Um, who am I? So I'm just, I'm just a, honestly just a, a regular guy. A regular guy. Um, from a professional standpoint, I work in a, I work at a manufacturing company, a large manufacturing company in finance. Um, I've been in finance probably for about 10 years or so, give or take. And just as a person, I'm just, I'm just a person on the journey trying to find self-awareness right. and trying to be the verse, best version of myself that I can be. Um, and that, that probably holds more precedence and more value to me than professional life or anything else, honestly, outside, um, outside of that. Um, I'm, I'm just a regular guy trying to trying to navigate this world and be the best father and husband I can be. Absolutely, absolutely. I, I adore that. I adore that. And like I said, I, the conversation that we had earlier, um, prior to this, I think it was just like it was it was it was energetic, and I, I really appreciate that. Sure. And I, I, I I'm looking forward to the conversation. Um, so let's just dive in. Let's just dive into the questions, and then we can just go into details. Um, tell me about your dad. We, we went through a, di- a few different dynamics as a, from a relationship standpoint. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I was younger, he wasn't, he wasn't uh, around as frequently. My parents were divorced um, when I was young, maybe like one or so. And, um, but he lived in the same apartment building as me and he lived with his, um, with his mother mm-hmm. in the same apartment building as me. So he, but he wasn't around very often, I'd say, but, but still as a kid, as a young kid, you kind of, I wouldn't say idolize, but you don't understand all the dynamics that are taking place and and the, the relationship issues that are taking place and just the, the changes and understandings and experiences that are going on. Right, right. So you still kind of uh, look at, at your dad through a different type of lens of that's that's my dad. He's he's you know, he's the man, the man of my life right now, I'll say. Right. And uh, so then as I got older, uh, probably going into my teen years, uh, our relationship changed a bit. In the sense that, you know, when you get older, you start to understand life a little more to a degree from a child's standpoint, though, right? You, you don't know the conversations that your parents have or that they're having with themselves, but you know what you see. So um, so I wouldn't say we we fell off because it wasn't much to fall off from, to be honest. But okay. um, but it was just it was a little more animosity on my part. Um, mm. Whereas just was like, I, I don't even whenever you do hit me up to, to hang out, I'm good. I'm, I got my own thing going on. And then as I got older past that, in the college, I started connecting with him a little more because I started to become an adult. And um, we started discussing a few other um, more adult topics. 
and then I say kind of things took a turn in terms of for positivity um, and and becoming uh, a much better relationally wise was probably 2014. We uh, my wife and I had a uh, a son uh, who passed away, mm. and uh, he was a, a stillborn. My wife was 38 and a half weeks. He was due September 14th, and he passed away on September 4th. Wow. So. So we, uh, and my wife was like dilated for, you know, I think like a week already, but she just, they wanted it to be natural. So long story short, my son passed away. Um, and then after that, when you deal with a, the loss of a child, um, in any aspect, it's, um, it, it does a lot to you as a person. Mm-hmm. So, um, so it caused me to kind of reflect a lot and, uh, and it actually caused me to, and it actually from a, he, my father lives um, like over a thousand miles away and he reached out to me and was, um, and just having somebody there to a degree who understood me from a level of uh, himself, right? Uh, when I say that is like, you got friends who know who you are, mm. but then your father, whether you, whether you uh, have a relationship with him or not, can tend to know himself and you being a part of him he knows you to an even deeper level that you may not recognize hmm. so when i had that when he reached out i was like okay this is this is a little different and he you know he um surprisingly uh kind of helped me through that just by being consistent for the first time um in terms of reaching out to me and stuff hmm. yeah wow Wow, 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 wow. There was a, it's a, there was a mouthful right now. I mean, it was a lot. And I, I wanted to just tackle on, on a particular thing that you were mentioning and I'll, you know, dive back into it. Um, sure. You were saying that, that your, your dad was, you guys lived in the same pretty much apartment building. Um, so I'm guessing you, you saw him off and on and I don't know how much interaction that you have with him. Um, and for me, it just hit home because I, 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 if you listen to the podcast, I, I was always reflect how my dad was around, but he was never in the house. And mm-hmm. the, the effect it had on me, even still today, I'm still like, I'm still holding on to it. Maybe it is something that I'm just, I refuse to let go. Mm-hmm. I have to learn to let go. Um, knowing sure. that he was there, I saw him, like he was in family outings. He was, I've seen him, right? And, mm-hmm. but when I went home, he was not there. I would go to family get togethers and he was there. We, I, I embraced him, I said hi to him. And when it's time to go home, he wasn't there. So I can, I, I'm, I'm only imagining from your point of view, what kind of effect that he had on you. So I'll say that uh, as, a young, as, a, as a younger person or as a kid, um, uh, when I say kid, maybe like teenager, you, you understand things to a very limited stance, right? You understand that you don't like certain things, but you don't necessarily understand, like I said earlier, the dynamics that are actually taking place. Right. And um, nor do you understand that that individual is just a person and that that individual was a person before they became your father. Right. Mm -hmm. So whatever issues, traumas or whatever it is that they didn't deal with before they even had you, they still hadn't dealt with when they had you. Right. So that was an understanding that I kind of had a conclusion I kind of had to get to. Um, Just that. And I say that about my mother, too, like my and I I talked to her, too, because I'm because you know we I, I have a great relationship with my mother so we we talk about things and um and she'll sometimes like apologize about things i'm like mom like don't worry about it you were a whole adult with a whole mm-hmm. life before you had a kid right right before you had us so you had your own things that you didn't have an opportunity or the awareness to work through um and then you had a kid so you had kids so that's you know that's it's it, consequence um of having kids is that 
whatever issues you don't deal with, unfortunately, you end up passing those on or or it ends up working their way into their lives um, right. somehow or some way. So uh, bringing the, the point I'm saying that is just, you know, I understand that people are individuals um, that took me a while to get. And um, but going back to your original question, of if that had an effect on me in terms of so I wouldn't really I wouldn't really um, see him out and about like that. Um, I know he was kind of he was known around town pretty well, but um, but I wouldn't see him out and about like that. Like the only time I would see him is sometimes I'd, I'd catch him like in the hallway, like if he's coming up the stairs and he's going to his apartment, I mean, catch him out there or something like that. Hey, what's up, man? Wow. <laughs> like going to his mother's um, apartment or something like that. But but I, I, I'm sure to a degree that had a subconscious effect. What I'll say is this. Um, I'll say that um, I, I like to be a, a student of life, right? So mm-hmm. I try to take every everything and and use it as a lesson to develop me. I did that. I've always done it, even as a kid. I didn't realize that's what I was doing, but I did. And I remember one time it was um, my my father had said, "Hey, I'm a, um, I'm a, maybe like it was like Thursday or something." And he said, "Hey, Sunday, I'm a." Uh, he told me on the phone, "Hey, I'm gonna come pick you up for church on Sunday." So, you know, and I told my mother, I said, cool, um, that he's coming to pick up church on Sunday. And then Sunday came. Um, I was like, Ma, I was probably like six or five or something. I was like, Mom, where's my clothes? Um, Dad's going to come, come get me to, to bring me to church. And um, she, she looked at me and she said, um, see, I don't think he's coming. I said, no, nah, he said he is. He, he's definitely coming. Um, so she got my suit, you know, got my nice, my nice gray suit together and everything. And um, I ended up falling asleep. And then later on that night maybe like around in the evening he um he knocked on the door and i was like hey what's up we going to church he's like oh man i forgot um you know basically uh i got you next time type of thing and from a conscious standpoint i obviously i'm a young kid i couldn't identify it Mm -hmm. but from that standpoint i knew that i'm never gonna have expectations for anybody Mm -hmm. because that's that's the only way that in that whole in that whole exchange, I was the only one that's affected. You know right. what I mean? Like he he left two minutes later about his day, and I was there left uh, feeling however I was feeling. Right, right. So I said, "All right, um, never again am I going to have expectations for someone um, as a self preservation method and as a self sufficiency method. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can't uh, you can't be disappointed if you don't have expectations. Yes, yes, yes. For other people, right? For other people, you know, right." Right. I, I, I've definitely go by that model a lot. Um, I think that's how I've I've lived my life only because, again, partly has to do with my dad. And also, is this all the events in my life that I have committed to um, friendships sure. and stuff like that are uh, all the relationship, other relationship that I have been involved with. And I've invest, I would say, so much into it. And the 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 take back or the, the give back was minimum to zero. Right. Mm-hmm. Or mm-hmm. or the person would get up and leave and that let me know or something like that. It's not just um intimate relationship, just like a friendship relationship, right? And this is just going Definitely. back to like um junior high school and high school. Like I just had to just like part myself from some people because I was like, for every time I get close to someone, they end up leaving. So I just related to like probably related to my dad, you know, but in sub- subconscious sure. level, like you were saying, where now I'm just saying I don't need to have anybody. I don't need to have any expectation for someone. Mm. If you do something, by all means, I'm grateful for it. I'm gonna take it as 100%. that. But I'm not going to expect you to do that. And I, and I always say that I think you said it too. If I'm ex, if I have expectations for someone, I am setting myself up for failure, 
right? 100%. So, I mean, is this a mind frame? I'm not saying that's the full degree of what I'm referring to, but, you know, mm-hmm. as some concept, that is what I'm going by. Like, I don't want to ha- have an expectation of someone because I don't want them to let me down because I've been let down way too many times. So I'm defending myself. I'm preventing myself from getting hurt in the, in the future or, uh, or in the present. So I can understand, I can understand um, that relation. Again, that can relate to basically going back to my dad, or it can just be just like, you know, just stuff I've experienced. Right. right. And um, one thing I wanted to find out from you was just like, uh, you was just, you, the, the, the way you were explaining and, you know, forgiven and the sense of awareness is what I was trying to say is that you you just came to a sense of awareness of understanding where your you know your dad journey your mom journey and you know your own personal journey um at what time what age do you feel like you came to that conclusion when you came to that understanding where you know what I can't hold that grudge or um uh they have their own journey that they're experiencing they had, they had their own life before I came along so I need to be a little bit more understanding of like they are still battling stuff that they were doing dealing before before i came along sure i understand i think a lot of my growth happened when my, when my son passed so 2014 so i was about 26 or so which mm-hmm. actually i just turned 27 so yeah 2014 um i think that's probably when a lot of understanding came um but what i will say is that uh often it's not in just going off the word that you use like forgiveness i don't know if it's a level of like forgiveness i think it's just understanding right because i don't think I don't think it was. No, I think you are right. Actually, um, <laughs> I think I think it's I think it's like a two part, right? Right. Um, it's a level of understanding, um, and then there's like a level of. Uh, I can't say forgiveness because it's like I never received like a, a my bad type of thing, but it's more of um of a un- level of understanding and me of just like all right, uh, accept acceptance. That's what right. it is. More of a level of acceptance, right? Because what I what I often think about too is like I'm 32 now. Um, and when my father had me, he was probably about 28. He's four years younger than I am as of right now. Um, and light years, I'm light years ahead of him mentally, mm. um, from a, a maturity standpoint than, uh, than he was at the time. Right. 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 Um, so I, I, it's just a matter of really looking at people as individuals and not necessarily holding them to, uh, some esoteric standard because they're your parents they don't know what they don't know mm-hmm. they you know they they are going to do what they do based on the limited information they do know or based on uh, what is it? convictions yeah. yeah environment convictions sins whatever at the time you know their uh with addictions whatever it is at the time you know so it's just uh but i'd say i probably was maybe um i probably maybe around 26 or so when i really started diving into this kind of um self-awareness space and kind of uh, working on uh, to a degree my sense of empathy because i had none before just not a level of empathy before mm-hmm. um sorry if these answers are kind of long-winded <laughs> no 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 good you are good you're good, you're good. <laughs> and um would you say that when, once you came to that conclusion do you think that you was more of a, a growing or a, a growth or uh, maturity for yourself like you would you, you had to forgive them or him your dad because you had to like move on like holding on to these things is not gonna allow you to grow it's gonna shut you down it's gonna like it's gonna hold you down it's just carrying weight around with you and and i'm only saying that is because um i had to do that like i had to i had to forgive my dad my own consciousness because i was not expecting and i know i wasn't looking for a story 
I just had to forgive him because I know he needed to be forgiven. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if that mm. makes sense. Mm. So I was about to say, you know, I forgave you because I know you need to be forgiven, but I also need yeah. it because I need to grow. I need to let go and just like move on because if I hold on to these things, it's only, again, I'm only carrying an anchor or pulling an anchor each and every day and I can't move forward or I can't move as fast as I need because I'm holding on to these things. So I had to forgive him mentally, physically, because I needed to move on. 100%. No, I agree with that statement 100%. Um, you, you, like, like, we, like we said before, like when you have expectations, literally you're the only one in that equation who's affected, right? right. Um, they're going to move on and do whatever they do. At the end of the day, you have to live your life. Um, mm-hmm. You're the only one that's going to live your life. You're the only one that's going to be affected and walk around with this anger or resentment or hostility. That's one-sided, you know? That's the only, you're the only one being affected by that. So yeah, no, I agree with that 100%. But then also, um, uh, I think it was good for me also because it uh, allowed me to actually look at all the blessings too. Um, because like I mentioned earlier, I just feel like it, it helped. So I, th- I feel like God put, God gives you, um, gives everybody certain mentalities, right? Um, mm-hmm. For their environment and their situation. Um, it's it's a matter of if you uh, use it or right. if you ignore it or if you actually embrace it or, right. or look further into it. Right. So I truly feel as though God literally blessed me with, I know I can say the perfect mentality, but the right mentality for the situations and environment that I was in right. to um, for me to make the best of it and become the best person that I can be coming from those situations. Right. And so, so even when I was like in college, um, I, I looked at it like a blessing um, even though I hadn't necessarily reached the point of forgiveness, like we'll use that term, uh, or acceptance, it was just I, I looked at it as a blessing because I always looked at it almost like a superpower. Like, mm. man, I'm I, I can I can go I can learn the same stuff as these kids who had all the all the privileges in the world, and I know that I've been through X amount of whatever I've gone through. So that's just a double, you know what I mean? Like I'm just right. I'm I'm that much stronger, more well equipped, more uh, have a, that much better understanding of the world. I can mm-hmm. operate in multiple environments, multiple societies. So that I, that I truly look at it like as a as a blessing. So um, whether he was there or not, I got lessons from him not being there. I was able to learn, and I was able to have a sense of ownership of my my own life. It was a full sense of ownership of. Um, me having having to handle everything that I came across, mm. whether it's whether it's an altercation with somebody, I didn't have a daddy to run to, that I'll handle it whatever way I had to handle it. Um, but that still gave me the ownership of my life because however I dealt with this situation, it was gonna only affect me. So that gave me a strong sense of ownership right, of my right. life at a at a young age. Right, right. That's awesome. That's awesome. I'm, I'm glad you were able to gain that uh that wisdom i would say because some people learn it way too far <laughs> in, in life right. where they're like 50 60 years old and you know the sense of awareness and saying you know what i need to forgive or i need to let go um you know i i believe the earlier you learn that the, the earlier you let that go the more you can grow mentally and physically because sure. again those things can hold you down I mean, anything that's holding you down mentally it's going to bring your spirit down and you won't feel like doing anything. It's literally, like I said, it's an anchor. It's just pulling baggage all around with you and you have to learn to let that stuff go. So I, I applaud you for, you know, coming to that term with you. And I, again, I know even at this age I am right now, I know some people that still haven't come to that term. 
right? For sure. That's how you yeah. see people that's like 50, 60 years old and they're so bitter or, you know, they yeah. like completely like you tell them like, yo, you need to like, you gotta, you gotta grow, bro. Like you can't be 60 years old acting like you're like 22 years old. Like it doesn't make any <laughs> sense. When are you right. gonna actually change and grow? Like it doesn't, it doesn't make sense. Like you have to, you have to grow. You can't be the same person that you were a few years ago. Like every day is like you have to evolve. Yeah. I've said it before. You have to evolve when just like a relationship. You have to evolve when you you and your girlfriend got together. You have to evolve when you got married. You have to be a different person when you have um, um, a, a child. Then you have the second child. Like every time, every stage Definitely. of life has to be like you have to like grow. If not, you're gonna be stagnant. It's gonna be you're gonna be like you're not gonna be your true self. And I honestly, right. honestly believe that. And that's one of the uh, and and with all that you said and all those statements is that like it's um that's one of the main areas that you can control as an individual. Like so from a professional standpoint, you can't control whether your boss gives you a raise or not, right? Or a promotion or not. Right, you right. can do your best job, but they, like like we talked about fathers, they're individuals. So they're gonna make their, they may have their own individual biases or prejudice, whatever it is. So you can't control that. But what you can control is the intangibles in life and what you learn from. And you can kind of look for that to be your promotion, right? right. The evolution is your promotion in life. So that's why I kind of, I've held, um, from a professional standpoint, I'm, I'm doing well in life, right? Um, but I hold all the intangible aspects of life so much higher, um, so much higher, and there's so much more value um, because a job can let you go in a second, right? Um, somebody can leave you, friends, um, girlfriends, whoever can leave you in a second, but the journey and uh, search for self-betterment and evolution that can't leave you unless you want it to you can control that going back right now and just thinking um if possible maybe you know when you were younger you can think about it as if right now um thinking about it right now um if you can think of some characteristics that is similar to your dad that you have in you what do you think they are uh so definitely like my laugh we, we both laugh a lot um, and we laugh kind of easily. One thing that I'll say, and I, t- I told my father this, I said, I said, honestly, I never, I haven't learned anything from you, but the one thing that I, that I did get from you or learn from you is just the love for being black and, mm. um, like an Af- African-American and, and the pride in having that. Um, and honestly, I told him too, that that's probably been one of the cornerstones of my, of who I stand on, mm-hmm. um, of, of, you know, foundational from a foundational standpoint. Because he was really big into just African history and Black history uh, in America, but also African history. Mm-hmm. So that's definitely something that I continue to have um, interest in myself. I guess propensity for talking to people. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, he he likes to talk to people a lot. I used to, and I still do. I I, I have a knack just for talking to people and, and um, drawing people and, and, you know, just being personable generally. What would you say would be the greatest lessons or the greatest lesson that you've learned from your dad? I think, I think it kind of goes back to where we tomorrow earlier. The greatest lesson probably was is inadvertent lesson. And that's just to be fully um, full, have full ownership of your own life because at the end of the day, you got to live it. Um, you can be mad. You can be upset at somebody else. It was a book I was reading by, um, by humble, the poet called the 101 ways to have a better life. And mm-hmm. um, one of the things he said was uh, blame and power go hand in hand. Uh, mm. So when you blame somebody, you're giving them power over your life. You're saying mm. that um, you, you are the reason I'm not where I want to be or or you're the reason I can't do this. Right. So blame and power go hand in hand. And that's one one of the, the lessons I have my daughter memorize 
is to know that blame and power go hand in hand. So uh, you have to have full, full ownership of your life. Don't ever give anybody any power to, uh, to, to, to do anything to your life or to cause you to not do what you want to do. So I think that's what it was inadvertently by him not being around um, like that. I think that was a, a really strong lesson. And, and uh, with ownership, it comes just to everything you do that you're going to have to, you're going to have to do it, right? Because it's your life. You can't ask anybody else to live your life for you. So whatever decisions you make, you got to be accountable for them. Mm-hmm. And that goes into, that goes into a whole nother side of, why well, I don't necessarily uh, I don't give out advice to people really, and I don't necessarily look for advice mm. um, because um, I'm not going to tell somebody what to do with their life. They're the one right. I got to live it at the end of the day, right, and right. I'm not necessarily going to take advice from someone else if I have to live it. I'll listen, but I'm not going to you know go verbatim if I have to live that. I'm, I'm the one that's going to have to live the next ten years based on whatever result comes out from their advice. You know, right, right. Right, and then right. the other one was uh, the other lesson is just my blackness, just, uh, <laughs> just <laughs> loving, loving being black and uh, and appreciating it and all the privileges that innate privileges that come with being black um, and, and everything, everything along those lines. Man, let, let me tell you, my I was talking to my cousin not too long ago and I was saying, you know, um, we're talking about love languages. I think it was like New Year's Eve. We we're just talking about some stuff, resolutions that we have, use resolution we have for the year. And I was um and we're talking about love language. I know mine is not word of affirmation because mm-hmm. my family, we are so arrogant because we boost <laughs> ourselves up so much. Like we are the Darius. You know who we are. You know, you know who we are. Like we, we run funny. things. You know what I'm saying? Like we whenever we're around each other, like we boost each other's confidence. Like to the degree. Up, my mom does That's it to awesome. us, my father does it to us, all the cousins, we do it together. Like it's like an arrogant, like you don't we don't need you to tell us we're good. You don't need us to tell us that we're awesome. great. You don't need us yeah. to tell us like we are like the best, you know what I'm saying? The best family. We own it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Right, right. We walk with pride with that. Like we wear we wear a label if we have to like we talked about it with pride so as far as word of affirmation and knowing that you're worth we we yeah. know that we know that because we, sure. we fed each other that right that's all awesome. other things as far as love language we, we might have to like build on and and and, and get, get to know but as far as sure. knowing that you're valued knowing that you are special know, knowing that your culture is rich knowing that your yeah. skin co- complexion and color is is beautiful hands down we don't you don't yeah. need to tell us that when you just when you, when you tell sure. us it's like okay thank you we got that but i know that already <laughs> what else that you got to tell us you know what i'm saying it's a little <laughs> yeah, arrogant sure. but you have to be confident in yourself in order for you to carry yourself because if you're waiting for that from somebody else that goes along with again expectation if you're waiting mm-hmm. for somebody else to fill that void it's never gonna be it's never gonna be filled it's never gonna be filled so i know with us with our, our family mm-hmm. All of us, we don't need you to tell us that we're good. <laughs> you, we know that we're good. So if you say, you say your dad um, um, gave you like the pride and proud of, of being black, you know, that richness of being black, you know, the, the, the greatness of being black, it, it sure. set a standards for you, right? It set a standards 100%. for you to just know like, you know, I don't need you to tell me like, oh, being black is great. No, I know that my father taught me and I'm standing on that. That's right. the foundation he set for me. And I'm standing on that right now. So you can give me something else, but telling me how great I am as black, I'm good. <laughs> right. 100%. 100%. Perfectly articulated. 100%. <laughs> Let's talk about uh, dadhood. The fun stuff. <laughs> my favorite. The fun my stuff. Favorite. The fun stuff. Yes. <laughs> Looking forward to that. So um, how was dadhood for you? How was that? Dadhood for me is amazing. 
It is the best thing I could have ever had to my life. Um, it's amazing. Um, I said when my daughter was born, I was like, you, it, you went like I, before before you turned on the mic. You mentioned essentially like finding like your passion and not 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 necessarily passion, like your purpose to a degree, right? Right. And when I had my daughter, I was like, this is like this. I was made to be a dad. Like it's mm-hmm. the one thing that I was literally made for. Like I know for a fact that that it, there's other things out there. I'm sure, but one of the things God specifically made for made me for was to be a dad, and um. And that was just that was just the energy and everything that I knew from just just from from day one. Um, so it's amazing, and I love it. It's um, and I don't I don't know who else is, uh, who, whoever's listening to this. I only speak positive about being a dad because that's literally how I feel. You're not gonna hear me say it's hard because right. honestly, it has not been hard for me. It really hasn't. There's been obviously the newborn stage when it's um, when you're up till four o'clock in the morning. You gotta be at work at six or seven. There's definitely that, but it wasn't hard for me. And I think that just goes into my experience because when I lost my son, um, I was already so emotionally geared up in a way that I'd never been geared up to have this child. And then to have that washed away, just reached a whole new level of, and we spoke about expectation and everything. It reached a whole new level of disappointment, pain, and hurt. So the late nights, the the multiple days with no sleep, those were godsends to me. Like... Mm -hmm. Hearing my daughter cry, the worst, the worst sound I've ever heard in my life is a silent delivery room. Mm, when, yep. you know what I'm saying? So, so the late nights of being up with my daughter and she's crying, I loved it. I cherished it. I right. was like, just keep. I, I love this sound. Just keep it. You're here with me. Like you, 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 you didn't leave. God didn't take you from me. Just right. you're here with me. So um, I think that plays into my uh, a big part into my appreciation for being a dad and, and having a daughter, having a child. Yeah, I, I, I love I love that. I can say that myself. I've always looked forward to it and I always wanted to. So I always said, I prayed to God. I was like, God, I, I, I would love to become a dad. I would love to be a father because I know what I went through and I know how much is in me. And I can mm-hmm. give that to somebody else. I can give that to a child. Mm-hmm. And I, I said, if you, if I said, I'm sorry, I said, when you are able to bless me with mm-hmm. a family, and a child, I'm gonna give everything in me towards that child. Everything in me, like there is no like. What if I had to wake up at like two o'clock in the morning or two hours each time of the night? I would do so. Like it's not a problem. It's just me. Literally, when I had my my son, was literally stepping into my promises. You know, mm. that's, that's what I was I was doing. Like I can't say I didn't expect it. I can't say I didn't want it. All that, <laughs> everything that was done was planned. It was talked about. Yeah. It was spoken about. We prayed about it. And it happened, right? So everything was, yeah. just, it happened. Even if some uh, certain things that was not expected, I didn't take it as far as like, oh man, I don't know what to do. I was like, oh, okay, this came up. So now how can we deal with this, right? Like, how are we going to move right. on with this? It's not a shock where I'm stepping back. I'm like, oh man, I don't know how to work this out. Or I don't know how, right. how are we going to get this done, right? I don't know. It's not, it's, right. that's not how it is. So we are spiritual people. So we're just like, okay, we are Christian so let's bring it back to our father like let's talk to him like what's going on mm. this is what this is what's happening um and how can we handle this and we are very frank with him we're very forward it's like look I, if you want us to go through this door i need you to show us three signs right? <laughs> show us three signs we are like literally we've been doing that i think for every, every big major step in our lives we do that for marriage for having wow. a child for moving every major step that god has shown us like Tremendous. Well, you got you have that rapport with him at that point, right? I mean, yeah. the reality is that you have that rapport 
where you can you have that rapport and i think the level of discernment to actually see oh wow this is a sign this is a sign i think somebody um who doesn't have that relationship built um with god uh also um maybe not necessarily a level of discernment as well may not uh either get that request from god right he may not be like he may be like bro i'm not i'm not showing you three signs if you're gonna do that i'm gonna show you one maybe right or I'll show you with some signs, but then they don't have the discernment to do it, you know, to, to, to see that it's a sign. You know what I'm saying? What's mm-hmm. the uh, Jonah? Jonah and the whale, right? Right, um, right. Hey, I'm, I'm going to send you a boat, but uh, I'm, gonna, I'm waiting for God to save me with this whale or whatever, you know, um, get the invite whale. But yeah, no, that's um, that's amazing. Yeah. I, I mean, I've experienced it so many times that it's just, it gives me chills whenever I, I talk about it. And I've always mm-hmm. said that. I think we were talking about it just like last week um during my service time we're just saying look in order for you to get in order for you to be familiarized yourself with god's voice you have to familiarize mm. yourself with his words right you mm. have to be in his words devotions you got to talk to him you got to talk to him come and talk to him like he's a best friend like look god this is what i went through you upset about something this is what i went through like you know what i'm saying he wants you to talk to, to have a conversation with them right because all of us we have a tendency to just we we fill our lives with other stuff meaningless stuff yeah. worldly stuff and we, we have maybe a, a fraction of a fraction with God, you know, only when we want something or when we wake up in the morning or when we go to bed. Like you want us to talk to him regardless. If he did something wrong, some, a death in your family or, you know, you, you hit your toe, you didn't get that promotion. We want you to talk to him. And I think that's the connection that you have in order for him, in order for you to see his work, in order for him, in order for you to see his his signs that he sends you. Like if you're asking, if you're asking boldly like he asked you to, you're going to see these signs. You're not going to be mm-hmm. blind to it and know when he tell you to go right, he's going to tell you to go right. So you can know that he's going right and not going left. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. I can, it's just, it's just a testimony in itself, <laughs> but um, that's just how, that's the relationship that my wife and I have with God. Like we have to be intentional with what we do. So in order mm-hmm. for when we ask him for something, we know that, okay, if we, if we're very serious about it, he's going to show it. He's going to show us in our dreams. He's going to show it to other people, people we encounter, like he's going to like, reveal himself mm. to you when you are familiarized with um with his word and, and his voice that's awesome <laughs> that's amazing that's awesome yeah that's that's a that's a connection that i can honestly say that i have um that's powerful yeah that can i'll say we definitely have that's powerful that's amazing <laughs> yeah. so before you became a dad um did you want it to be a dad so honestly it wasn't it so uh i guess obviously what you were thinking of uh, what you thought of growing up i never really thought about um like that wasn't something I thought about when I was a kid or, or going into college or after college. That wasn't really something I thought about. Um, my wife and I, we ended up discussing and we, we were actively trying at one point um, to, to have a child, but it wasn't something I thought about prior to marriage, right? Um, prior to being married, it wasn't something I was like, yeah, I can't wait to be a dad. It, it wasn't that at all. It just wasn't um, at the space that I was in at the time. Um, I was more so present um, living in the present, not necessarily looking towards the future like that. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't thinking about, oh yeah, I can't wait like in five years when we have a kid or whatever, something like that. It's nothing I, I didn't, I didn't want to happen, but I mean, with, with our son, my, my wife and I, we, we were, we actively were, um, you know, kind of like, all right, so let's, let's just try not to use protection and we'll see what happens type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause we both wanted a kid. And then with my daughter, we, we actively were trying to get pregnant. Right. Like, all right. Um, like just actively trying to, um, make it happen like prior to getting married i wasn't thinking about it then after getting married um we were i I knew i always wanted a kid but it wasn't something that was like i was hard pressed for but when i had a kid i knew that that was 
my my thing <laughs> like that was it did you have any perspective of what kind of dad you wanted to be so i'll say this it, it's that's actually a great question because it took it was um a, a complete developmental uh experience i guess that so when i when i when we found out that um that we were pregnant the first time with my son it was i'll say it was a uh more of a surface level excitement and parenting um, and, and ideas of parenting, right? Mm. I wasn't necessarily as in tune with the level of um, development I would, that, that, that a child is required, right? To, to have them become the best person that they can be. Mm. I was focused on, oh yeah, my son, I'm having to play sports. I'm gonna have him do this. I'm gonna have him do that. Mm -hmm. um, whereas when we got pregnant with my daughter, um, due to experiencing the loss of my son i wasn't thinking about any of that it was just more of almost from a nurturing standpoint like all right, right. i'm gonna make sure she's fully self-aware and has full uh, understanding of who she is and uh, self-worth and knows that she's more than enough and to never you know never uh um go for bronze if you want the gold you know right. um type of type of mentality it was definitely a, a much deeper level of parenting so that's when, even back at the beginning of our podcast, and I was talking about um, looking at life as lessons, um, even though my son passed and I was in extremely, the most pain I've ever felt in my life, right. he, he, there's lessons in everything. And like I said, God gives people different mentalities for those, for their experiences in their environment. And with that, I mean, God made me a completely uh, uh, much better person, much better human being, much more complete person through that experience. And everything that followed in terms of me years later going through therapy um, and just developing myself from an individual standpoint. Mm -hmm. And that obviously helped me understand that, that the best way to develop my daughter and to be the best person she can be is develop myself and be the best person I can be. Right. right, right. Um, so those are the kind of the two contrasting um thoughts I had when when being a father um when the, when thinking about being a father like expectations of being a father I'd say now I um I, I put a video up before back in like March and it was basically like a it was called March dadness challenge it was like March madness but it was a, a list of dads so you you go down your bracket seeing who would be who and I think my final four was like Uncle Phil Michael Kyle from uh from my wife and kids uh robert townsend from um i think in the house uh, or parent parenthood and it, it was celebrity celebrity dads right from tv shows and um i identified through that that i'm probably a combination of a uh, furious styles from boys in the hood michael kyle from my wife and kids and robert townsend from um from parenthood because mm -hmm. they all just they they have like specific qualities that I intentionally try to be aware of. So that way I can, I can uh, work those into my daughter. So you pretty much was building up a character of what kind of dads you would want to be like, right? like I was saying before, like yes. you, you were, you were using those individuals as examples, um, yes. you were using you as your live examples. So if, you know, when stuck time come, you were like, look, they, this is how they, they were interacting in, in, in interaction with their kids and their children and their wives. Um, uh, I would like to implement that in my life as well. I want to implement that as a father. I want to imp implement that as a husband. So you start building up this character of, of who you want to be towards 
your future child, right? And I, I honestly yeah. uh, embrace that, and I love that because I think for me, I've I've definitely have 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 done that to um to the point that I feel like I'm I want to be and continue want to be an example for somebody else. So mm-hmm. I've, I've always wanted to be. I always said, look, I'm going to look at this individual or this family or this dad and see what he's doing that's 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 working you know what i'm saying you have two sons yeah. or you have two daughters or you have one one child um and you're doing a good job you have a good relationship you and your wife are are, are happy from what i'm seeing or from what you're projecting so i want sure. to see i want to know what you're doing and i want to implement it too like i want to like pretty much build my own character who i who i can be as uh, as a dad and i've Used, I use a lot of people as example. I mean, I, as of right now, I'm, ta- I'm talking about, I can envision certain individuals of how they yeah. interact with the kids, the way they talk to sure. the kids, the way they, if they're going to um, put them on punishment, how they penalize them, like the way they talk right. to them, education, right? Um, uplifting yep. them, giving them encouragement, encouraging words. Like all these stuff matters to me because I myself did not receive that as a child. Um, right. Well, I didn't. I didn't have that example out. So instead of saying I didn't get it, <clears throat> so nobody else is gonna get it, I, I start telling myself, "Well, since I didn't get it, let me see how I can." People that's around me, how I can use them as an example. And I said in my past podcast before, I've used my younger brother because he had um, kids before I did, and my older brother um, and my younger sister as examples as father right mm-hmm. because they are dads yeah, yeah. now they are they are moms now and i'm using them as an example i was like look i don't know what what to do i know you i know you guys sure. don't know what to do but you guys don't any right now like i'm looking at my older brother as a father because i'm like oh you're doing this with your younger bro- with your with your child you're doing this with your younger son and uh, your, your, your yeah. son like all that stuff and i'm taking it my brother he's a father of two girls I know that's not going to be easy. It's not going to be easy as uh, a, a child, period. But it's a different concept yeah. with having two boys, right? And I'm just For looking sure. at him like, I, I embrace the way you embrace your child. I embrace how you, yeah. you, you I, I love the way you embrace your daughter. Like the way the relationship that you have with them, I embrace that. I love that. So I'm going to take that. I'm, I'm going to put, put plug that in and I'm going to plug that into my future child, which is my son right now. And that's all I did. I pretty much built a character for myself so I can be a better version for my son. So therefore he know he has a, a good example to look up to because I didn't have it, but I can that doesn't mean I can't gain it. Okay guys, let's take a brief commercial break. Be right back. Designs by T is a positive motivating t-shirt line company created by a Brooklyn social worker who we at Dear Dad Podcast have the privilege to promote. Now, these tees are purposeful and strategic in sharing motivational and mindful messages. Even better, you could order some dope Father's Day apparel by visiting www.designsbyte3.com. That's www.designsbyt3.com. Make sure you visit their social media page at Designs by T3. Again, that's Designs by T-E-E number three on Instagram. And make sure you shout us out too. And we are back. All right, let's hop right into it. One of the things that I found in in life, and I kind of recently identified that um, in 2020, was that um, aside from like the uh, like I guess uh, characters on TV that I kind of um, tried to recreate um, in, in my actions is one of the one of the big big things is kind of surrounding yourself with other like 
really cool dope dads you know mm, right, or right. surrounding yourself with other people who had dope dads growing up right like i got um i got a couple friends who had some amazing fathers growing up and the thing is even though i may not i don't necessarily seek out gems from their father sometimes they inadvertently uh 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 just leak out gems because mm -hmm. they had a dope father growing up you know what right, i mean right right they don't even mean to or realize it but i'm like wow that's a that's something that i wouldn't have i, I didn't have the opportunity to learn and i'm not sure if i would have learned it had i not been around somebody who had learned that before from their dad you know what i mean right right so um it's just like i said man it's just it's really just be be, be open-minded and being a student of life you can pick up so much and 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 I think it's also where, where you place your value. Like before you were saying, kind of like how you know a lot of people within your family who are doing well, super well professionally and, and whatnot. Um, and it's just, uh, and that's cool. And that's great and everything. Uh, I place a lot of my value though on, like I said, all the intangibles and all the things that aren't necessarily seen. I like, uh, like being a complete person, right? Just being, having a sense of, of completeness, um, because you you own that at the end of the day um no one can take that away it's not something that you can someone can rob your bank account of right or anything like that it's you, you have that yeah i absolutely agree yeah I, I i love that i mean whatever you got to find out whatever works for you whatever fits right whatever, whatever you know that you match to because you know, everybody's different everybody is uh grew up different like i said before that you know, we can grow up in the same household, but we take two different parallel. We take mm. two different paths. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It all depends on your mind frame. It all depends on what you want. I mean, it's it, how whatever the situation and how it affects you. So I'm mean, just like I was saying. You were saying before, like your 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 the death of your son affects you. You know, it changed your mentality. It changed your 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 mind frame of becoming mm -hmm. something different, right? Because when you first came, you just have that perspective of like I'm going to be. You know, a uh, uh, sport dad. I'm gonna be. He's gonna be doing this. Right. Gonna be doing that. Right. And think about the materialistic things. But when right. when uh, when he was gone, you had to like restructure that. And then you have a 100%. daughter now. You had to restructure that. That to structure mm -hmm. again. A daughter and a son is two different things. You For had sure. to. You had to tip my, tell yourself, I'm a dad of a girl now. Like, how am mm -hmm. I? What What do I need to do to just like teach her certain things? Um, mm -hmm. and, um, and I, and I think that's one thing I wanted to bring up to you as well. Like the, the positive affirmation that you have with your daughter, I think is very, very prudent. I think it's very important. And I was looking at some videos that you were telling your daughter, you know, about, you know, the, the house of representative, you know, this legislative and, um, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, like you were telling, you were telling her like, the, what's the branch. And I think it's so crucial. I didn't learn the branch until I was way later on in life. It wasn't something I was interested yeah. in and two, it wasn't something I was taught. I was in my house. Mm -hmm. So it was something I had to like push myself to learn. And I learned more sure. because my wife was into it. So I had to learn that as well. So if I would have learned right. that as a younger child, I think the value, my value would have increased. And I, I absolutely love the way you give your positive affirmation for your, your daughter and let her know like everything that is done is a purpose for it. And you know, your right. the meaning of life for you has to, you have to put meaning there. Like everything that right. you do is just like, there's a, there's a reason for it. And, seeing sure. that for me i think is, is encouraging i love that my son and i we have this um saying as well so when i saw that i was like yo i gotta bring that up because that's you know a lot of people don't take advantage of that you know plugging in these things when the kids are young is crucial sure. some people don't do it 100 mm -hmm. 100 percent. but it goes back to um it goes kind of back to what we were talking about earlier when, when i mentioned that um 
people are it, it goes back to a couple of things right people are who they are um but also that people can get so caught up in the day-to-day routine right literally um and i think that's one of the that's why i love your podcast and i love all of these cool outlets that are emphasizing on um being more self-aware right because i feel like this is this is probably uh, i could be wrong but i feel like this time frame now is, is along the lines of like the first generation where where black people and minorities have an opportunity Mm-hmm. to be a little more self-reflective right yeah, yeah when my parents when my parents were being parents they were literally just working at the end of the week and trying to figure out what's gonna happen next right right they had no chance to really look to the future they had no chance to look back to the past and they had no chance to really sit down like we do with our kids and feed life into them from right. a, a standpoint outside of all right you got to get a job you got to make money you got to get a house you got to make sure you got good benefits like that was as deep as a lot of things went whereas we have an opportunity to to feed life into them and tell them about the, the positive affirmations that we do you're beautiful you're handsome you're whatever it is you, you have a great personality um always always stand up don't don't dim your light for anybody type of things you know what i mean just just real life and um intangible things that help set foundations in, in their life so I think I think that that's that stuff's just like super dope, and um, yeah. So the reason I was saying is just that people they get caught up in the nine to five a lot of times, um, and and they just have no opportunity to do that. And I think that's what our gen our, our parents generation really had to do, or, or that's that's what a lot of them got caught up doing. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, we had to be we're different. They, I mean, they had to do with you know the circumstances that you know when they were right, you know, in the environment that they were growing up and. Is different sure. from us because you know every generation have it i'm not gonna say a little easier they just have it different we we right. our parents work 10 times as hard for we can have a better future and we're gonna do the same mm-hmm. thing for our kids so they can have a better future they're gonna learn more from us you know they're gonna sure. learn from, more from the grandfather the grandparents so they can you know um have a better future so as us as parents it's, it's our goal to you know to work as hard as we can to um provide but in the same note like you said before let's not forget just the intimate times it's like the sit time you mm. sit down and just like let me help you with your homework or how did your school go? Right. like or do you have a boyfriend now do you have a girlfriend now like mm-hmm. what's mm-hmm. going on or let's let's have a, a daddy and daughter date something like that you know what? Right. let's have a us time let's go out to the movies something that's more like an intimate like it's just you and i kind of stuff that you know we don't want to lose because we're so caught up on the nine to five that you know once friday hits we just want to just like you know, watch the right. wake and just be by yourself <laughs> and stuff like that. You know, it's, it's right. I'm saying it because I'm I'm living that. You know, I'm, and I'm also right. also living the fact that I need to learn how to live within the moment, right? Right. It's one thing that mm-hmm. I'm learning every day, and I'm 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 starting to implement that before the year begins. So it was not a resolution; it's something I'm just start implementing, like living mm-hmm. within the moment. Stuff that I can't, if I can't change it, let it go. Yeah. I'm saying there's no point of holding yes. stressing myself out just let it go and you know enjoying yeah. the little moments with my son the, when he c- comes and sit next to me and sometimes he comes and hug me or give me a kiss or he just want to ride on my back or he want to play up he, he want to use me as a, a playground just like all that stuff right. I want to I, I would press pause in my daily life and just like have that time with them and I think a lot right. of us are some people some people just don't have that time to just say okay I'm, let me put a pause and enjoy right. just that moment because again i've said it before once that moment is gone you can't take it back oh man yeah there is a yeah there's no and that's one thing i always said there's no do-overs in life right there's no do-overs like you can't say oh man i wish it. 
and that's that's why um so last year 2020 no 2019 i um i started going to therapy not because anything specific right but more so because i was just trying to identify anything within me mm. that i could b- better so that way i wouldn't pass it on to my daughter because i like i said you can't you can't there's no do-overs once you once you pass something on to your kids um that's something that's something that's stuck with them whether conscious or subconscious right right um it could be it could be like a tick it could be something where like when they hear somebody yell they just start twitching you know mm. what i'm saying right right um it could be it could be anything like that so i, I started taking therapy so that way i could identify and like I, like we've been talking now do a lot of self-reflection to just make me an over more overall more self-aware more um and just better person so that way i could be the best person so that way i'm not unintentionally um passing these items um traumas or whatever they may be and i use trauma very loosely right because there's right. obviously different degrees of trauma um very, huge degrees of trauma so um i just want to make sure those wouldn't get get passed on through now i know you're talking about trauma but it's not so much i know with your son it was definitely something that was i mean I, i'm gonna say it's gonna be traumatic because it's not something that's easy to Sure. I wouldn't wish that on anybody. Like I, yeah, no, it's, me either. That is for sure. Really, one hard thing to just like, especially a child of yours that you're anticipating, and you know, it's a four-term baby or whatever it is. Like you know, that's hard. So thinking back sure. now, you know, with the loss of your son, um, and actually seeing your daughter for the first time, can you describe that that first moment that when you when you met your daughter? Bruh, bruh. Um... <laughs> It, it, it really can't be described. Just um, it's the best day of my life. Um, the best day of my life. It was just um, it can't really even get put into words. It's just a feeling that I didn't even know was capable and, or possible. Um, I do have a video for it because I record. I record like everything because um. Yeah. I, I do like doing production and stuff. Um, so I record like everything. I just put a, a I, th- I think I actually might have it on my Instagram, but it was just like um, a video for my wife's birthday, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think it's for my wife's birthday. And it was, um, no, no, it was for my daughter's birthday. It was on, on November 17th. It was uh, the five years, including when, um, when when my wife was pregnant, it was just like a synopsis, like a three minute video of like synopsis of all these leading up to it. But it was the most amazing thing. Like I said, when you, the, the worst, the worst sound I've ever heard in my life was this, it was a silent delivery room. That was the worst sound I've ever, ever heard in my life. And then to hear my baby crying was amazing. And we, uh, and it was just immediate, immediate um, love, immediate. Um, I loved her from, from when she was in my wife's um inside of my wife i'll talk to her every night um and it was i think that that connection is is just a genuine connection that is still here today um it's just yeah i can't really even put it into words like how i felt just like i know i was beyond thankful i was beyond thankful that i was like god thank you lord for giving letting us keep this one like thank you so much for letting us keep it and i think that plays into um to our parenting there's so many different dynamics that took place throughout the last you know five years just because uh because you know the feeling 
the the guttural just just uh just pain that hits you of 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 losing a kid a child and then you you um uh inversely just become uh overprotective right um towards like everything so that was something we had to work on as well and that's actually something that we literally um we had never so crazy story is that when when my daughter she started she started going to pre-k three when she was like three and a half years old um and before that we literally had nobody like watch her we would always watch her like uh I would, my wife worked nights so we would just switch on and off right i'd watch her during the day and work um i mean i watch her at night and work my wife worked down during it would work at night and i got her at night um and so when when she started pre-k three um that was the first time my wife and i had gone to breakfast together since before she was born wow um that was the longest amount of time she had been away from us which was six hours um since she had been born because we we never let anybody else watch her we, mm-hmm. we, we everything was us you know but uh but yeah going back to the original question i really can't describe it just a complete uh complete uh, emotion of joy and thankfulness <laughs> Well, I was an emotional wreck. What to say that you when I got my, when I saw my son, I was an emotional wreck. Like I, we had a video about it, and uh, it, the video doesn't do justice as, as far as uh, how much of a wreck I was. I was wearing a face mask in the, in the delivery room. That that face mask was completely soaked because I was nodding and crying. Oh my gosh, dude! To tell you the truth, wow. I wasn't scared. Like I was scared when I heard his cry. Like. I, I tell people right now, like when I heard my son cry, till today I can hear his cry as clear as day, like the very first time. Like it was, I was so scared that my wife, that was like fully medicated, would have to tell me, "Look, turn around, your son is here." Like I was just like, mm. like I was afraid to look because I, I know he was yeah. here. I see him in my corner of my eyes. I see it, and as soon as I turned, yeah. oh, it was done. Like it was, I was over. Wow. Like, I was, all emotions, anything that I was trying to hold back, it was gone like there was no barriers there was no like everything was out i was just like i am 100 awesome. vulnerable like i am I, and i don't care yeah. <laughs> i don't care that's amazing i was tearing that's i was amazing. crying i was i was done and just his cries each and that's every time amazing. and i was just like oh my god i can't, I can't believe how great that is like it's um, like it's this is yeah. here you know what i'm saying you're here i can have sure. a conversation with you i can see you i can touch you i can all that stuff. Yeah. I can look at your eyes and you look at me, and we can get like you know, we can we can we can connect. You know, it's it's For different sure. because you know when your mom when he was he was in his mom's belly, I didn't have that closeness with them, right? I didn't have that that right, kind right. of bond with them because you know mom had right. felt him, she felt him move, but the day he was Definitely. born. I, we had an instant connection. Like it was just him and now for the first two, three, two, three, three days. <laughs> wife had complications. That's so I had amazing. With him the whole time. So it was. It's, yeah. I was. I was a straight up like open. Like I, I was crying. I, I did not care who was watching. Nodding all over the place. I did not care because I was like, it was, <laughs> now it's just you and I. It's just you and I. Yeah. It's just. It's just a real feeling at that point. It doesn't matter who's there. I have yeah. a question for you though. Actually, do you okay. um. Going back to like uh, to the vulnerability part, that's that's a question that I kind of have even for my daughter, right? Do you uh, has your son ever seen you cry? Like, how old is your son? Sorry, how old is he's, your son? He's three years old. Okay, has he seen you cry at all yet? Uh, I would say no. I would say no. Okay, 
Do you intend on ever letting him see you cry? I don't think I don't. I don't. It's not something that's I should. I'm I'm intentionally holding back. No, I don't. I don't. I don't. Okay. I I encourage I encourage emotions in my house. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. Got it. Now that's interesting. That's great. I was just I was I had asked um I'd asked my wife this question like a year ago because my daughter had never seen me cry, and um I'm like, am I? And that that's just that's just because that's how I am, and that's kind of um. Uh, my growing up feelings were reserved for most extreme situations. So you wouldn't get mad unless you were going to, unless you were taking it to a different level, you wouldn't get sad and cry unless you, unless it, the time called for it, right. which is usually death or something. So um, I'd asked my wife about that like a year ago. And I'm like, am I doing my, my daughter disservices? I don't want her to think that I don't want her depiction of a man as oh a guy that oh he cries hand a man right you know what I'm saying I was like I never want that I so it, it's even like things like that, that 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 you have to be aware of right and mm-hmm. that you may not even know that you're doing um so something as simple as that like maybe yes sir but then she did end up seeing me cry on Father's Day because they got me a uh, one of those um personalized books right where right. they like yeah and I. Uh, cried my eyes out <laughs> it's, it's it's i mean it's not it's not hard for me it's like especially with him yeah. it's just like it's it's not it's not that far behind <laughs> it's okay. not that okay. far behind like yeah. he can do the smallest things and he can just get me, like <laughs> you know get me teary eyed like i could think right now i'm like okay i'm getting teary i gotta like blank a few times so i can like get myself together because yeah. he's i i i know you know what i'm saying like i it's it I don't want to have to hide that from him. I don't want to have to. Yeah, that's awesome. Like, you know, like society already, you know, downplay and yeah. already put that put much pressure on men already. Like, I don't want to have him growing up thinking that you have to be stoic. You have to be stone. You have to be like, you have to be a soldier. Yeah, yeah. No, like when it comes to my son, like I am very, very emotional. Like, And I don't really care. I don't like I need to show him that. Yes, you can. Cry. Awesome. It's OK. Yeah. You're, you're no. crying. OK, but why are you crying? Like you got to let's go down the detail. That's what's wrong. But I don't want to be afraid of showing my son emotion. Like it's not mm-hmm. I don't see why I should start doing that, especially with with uh, being a model or trying to be a model for him and other people like it's emotion. Like I need to <clears throat> let you know that I'm feeling a certain way. Like I'm, I'm let's talk about it. If it's wrong, let's talk about it. If it's right, let's talk about mm. it. Like that's how my wife and yeah. I are. We just talk about literally almost everything under the sun. That's why I can honestly say she's my best friend. We talk about everything from Christians to just like awesome. everything, everything under the sun from politics. And we can just have a devotion and talk almost an hour and a half. Like that's just how we are. We just love to talk and digest and dissect things. So why should I change that with my son? So we just sit down and we talk to him. So anything that has to do with emotions and showing your feelings, Go ahead, man. Do it. Like, why should you, why should I hold you back from doing that? Like, that's something that if you harbor, like it it won't, when it comes out, it won't come out good or it comes out the wrong time. Right. So you have to know, like express it. You feeling a certain way in a problem, see it, Um, see it through, talk it out. You know, don't be afraid to show your emotions. And that's the whole egotistic thing. No, that's out the door over here. Right. No, that's awesome. That's, 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 I agree with that. And that's definitely a, no, that's amazing because <laughs> that's that's part of becoming a a whole person, like an, a complete person, right? Yeah. Um, those are real emotions that real people have, so you shouldn't cut off an aspect of being a, a human being and a person. That's something that I had to kind of work through um, when becoming a father. That's a real thing. That's amazing. Looking at your daughter right now, and um, um, I know she's still young, <clears throat> but as a dad, what is the greatest lesson you think she's taught you? Mm-hmm. um i was i was reading a book i actually got it over here it's called um 
strong fathers and strong daughters. And um, and I read another one too called like a excellent, not perfect, or something like that. Mm-hmm. But basically, it's about it's about daughters and and, and women in general, and um, and how our interactions as uh, the, the difference in the interactions we have as with with daughters and sons. And one of them will be like if it's um if it's a son. He may be like, uh, he may be running and falling and then he'll fall and then he'll start, you know, crying and stuff. He'll be like, all right, all right, come on, suck it up, man. Don't, don't, you know, it's not that big of a deal. Mm-hmm. Um, when as if it's, if it's a daughter, like, oh, baby, come here. All right. No more running. No more running. Okay. Don't do that anymore. <laughs> um, you know, so then, but so, so I try to always stay kind of conscious of that because I do have a propensity to do that. And, um, but now I definitely try to have a good balance and say, all right, you fell. All right. You're all right. Cool. All right. Keep going and do, keep doing whatever you're doing until you don't fall again. Basically right. keep right. doing whatever you're doing until you get good, at, good enough at it. So you're not falling. You know right. what I mean? Um, and just encouraging her development without stagnating it due to my own personal concerns. Right. 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 You know? Oh, and also just um, knowing the effect that I have on her right. life and she, obviously she, she's still so young so just tapering my responses to things because how I'll respond to an adult shouldn't be how I respond to her especially given a certain situation or something like that because that that can be traumatizing right, right. um it could be raising your voice at your kid um because you would raise it as an, as an adult or something like that just using that as an example oh, that could literally be traumatizing for a kid because right. a, a three to five six-year-old you're a huge monster sized person. Right? right. Right. So it's like, you could be raising your voice like, Hey, and it sounds like, Hey, you know what right. I mean? It's a, in right. their little brains. So I think, uh, yeah. So that's another thing. So conscious. Yeah. yeah that's, a, <laughs> that's something that my wife and I are still going through, but I think as parents, we, that's another thing as marriage parenting, like, you know, my wife has her own upbringing and she's raising my son. And then I, I have my own upbringing and I'm raising my son. Mm. So we have to get together and, and, and compromise of how to raise our kids. And um, I know with my wife, she has, right. uh, she has a tendency to, I, I, I would say, I, I don't say, I wouldn't say I'm hard on him. I just allow him to mm-hmm. make mistakes so he can learn from it. Like you mm-hmm. said before, but mom being right. mom, she just likes to, you know, cater and, and hold and rub and stuff <laughs> like that. And I, I, I would catch her at time. Like even right now we're teaching him how to eat by himself and he's learning how to eat by himself. But occasionally like yeah. today, she, she, he was, he's eating by himself, but he's a little slow at it. She will come and take the food and put it in his mouth. And I was like, babe, like you can't do that. Like you got to let him eat by himself. And <laughs> yeah, within yeah. within that moment, it happened at least four times. I'm like, why are you feeling? Oh my God, I, just, I, I forgot. I'm sorry. <laughs> She's like, it's a way of me connecting with him. I was like, mm, I get it. I understand, but you have to let him eat. <laughs> <laughs> you have to you know he he, yeah. he falls he hurt himself i at the beginning yeah. i was like okay you know what you're okay let me hold you fine but with me he noticed that especially with me when he when he hurts himself i stopped the oh um uh, let me rub it for you or let me hold you i said no you hurt i was like okay you hurt come here what does it hurt I, you rub it go ahead rub it and then you feel better and right. as soon as i did uh, I, I told him i taught him that he doesn't need me to just like always holding him and just like cradle him because then I'm right. pacifying the situation. I feel like I'm making it worse. That's just my perspective of it. But I've noticed that like sure. the more you pacify it, the worse it gets. Or it just it takes longer for them to just like either learn the lesson um, uh, on their own. It just it just it's just I think it's just stunting their growth for me from my perspective. Yeah. 
So I'm allow, I'm allow him to I'm allow, I'm going to allow him to grow. I'm gonna allow him to make mistakes. I'm allowing him to get hurt. Get hurt, get hurt. Yeah, yeah. You'll learn from it because you won't learn it unless you get hurt. Um, but at the same time, I'm gonna coach you along the way. If you're doing something yeah, that's gonna that's hurt awesome. you um to a degree that I know it's gonna like it's gonna hurt, it's gonna really impact your life, I, I will prevent that. Like there's a case where my son was just like sitting on the couch, but he was sitting backwards where he's back towards the floor. I know that could have been something wrong. <laughs> so I already prepped myself to put my foot behind him just in case he decides to just like jerk back or just like got happy, yeah. just like fall back. So I'll protect you. But if you're walking around and you bump your, your toes in, in the, on the couch, I'm going to let you, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you learn from that. So you know <laughs> not to run into the couch. Right. <laughs> right. But it's different parenting. It's different parenting, different way of approaching things. So, but I'm going to still, I'm going to still love you. I'm going to yeah. still talk to you. I'm going to still like let you get your e- emotions out, but I'm going to coach you instead of trying to like cradle you. So is this a different way of, of uh, parenting? So I'm not saying what she does is wrong. I'm just saying, is this different of approach? Yeah. 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 <clears throat> so, What's wrapping that? up about to wrap up with um these questions and i'll just pretty much let you go yeah um so 10 years down the road 20 20 30 years down the road as you're looking and reflecting um uh maybe you know when your, your daughter is you know up in age and you're up in age how do you want your your daughter or your future kids to remember you i think about that pretty frequently i i think i'd want her to remember me from a so from a standpoint of of how she looks at me kind of like a a a renaissance man and an educator because i literally tried to feed everything into her like we play we play chess i'm teaching her chess i'll say Mm -hmm. um i teach her music um she i got a i got a garage gym she works out with me um i play sports with her so i try to get her very um very immersed in a lot of different uh, aspects of life, right? I talked to her about her blackness, um, obviously from a child standpoint, right? From a, a, a very um, a very much a lower scale uh, a juvenile standpoint, because she's only five. I talked to her about her blackness. I talked to my, my wife is Hispanic. Um, she's Nicaraguan. So I talked to her about being proud of her um, Hispanic side. Um, so I mean I I I'd hope at the end of the day she'd look at me as she she would see me as someone that loved her loves her um, unconditionally mm-hmm. and breathed nothing but life into her nothing but life um, and everything that I did has always been for her benefit um, I hope she sees the understands the work that I put into myself to try to make sure that I can um, provide the best, uh, the best uh, intangible and innate um, characteristics in her and my best characteristics in her. Um, and also, I just want her to see me as an amazing husband too, because um, I want I want to be that example for her to. Uh, they they say they say that um, you have to be. If you wouldn't want your daughter to marry you, then then you need to change something up, right? Mm, right. Um, so I want her to just, you know, see me as an amazing, amazing husband because I want her to have that example of, of um, example, but also level of discernment that's that's built into her. Regardless of what I tell her, she can see, all right, yeah, daddy wouldn't talk to mommy like that, or daddy wouldn't act like that um, to a degree because not everybody's gonna be like daddy, of course. But to a degree, from the basic foundation standpoint, um, I'd want that to see for her to think I'm a 
amazing dad, um, an amazing husband, but also an immense amount of self-worth. So looking at fathers right now, father okay. figures and, and dads right now, or dads-to-be, what kind of message do you want to leave for them? I would say this will probably be one of the only bits of advice you'll ever hear me say is just everything you do um, for that child, make sure it's coming from an ex- just a loving place. And that's solely in devo- solely and completely in devotion to their self-betterment, as well as potentially look into therapy. So you can identify some areas within yourself that you may not have even noticed that could leak into their development into people. And then maybe you'll realize it later on in life. And by then 20 years pass, and now the trauma you just dealt with is something they got to deal with, even though they never necessarily experienced the trauma that caused that trauma that you leaked into them. Right. Right. Um, so I'd say, I'd say just make sure everything you do is, is for their soul, self, um, their benefit and self-betterment and loving. And then also probably look into therapy. Um, even if nothing seems like this wrong with you, um, it's, it, you know, you go to doctors physically to get checked up um, every year, right? You go to a dentist to get your teeth cleaned. So go to a therapist and get your mental check. Absolutely. I, I, I completely agree with that 100%. And I've, um, I've always told my wife, and I was like, well, maybe I should look into therapy just because, not to say there's something wrong with us or there's something wrong with me. Right. I just want to, I don't want to have anything catch me off guard that I didn't realize that was a problem, right? I didn't want to sure. see, yeah. I didn't want to like uh, act a certain way. I didn't even know why I'm acting that way. And I, I don't yeah. want that. Like, I want to be my best self for my wife and for my son. So I, I always encourage that. And I, I, highly, I highly encourage that as well, you know, with um, as, as Black individuals, I've, I'm learning and I'm seeing that therapy is something that's needed more and more and more. And that's actually something that's being advertised as well. And I yeah. encourage that. I'm looking forward to seeking therapy for myself, right? Yeah. Um, and yeah. as a couple, like I want to seek a couple of therapy because again, maybe there's some underlying stuff that we are not addressing that we don't even realize, right? And I don't want sure. to get caught left um, or off guard about these things. And then it just becomes an issue or we decide to just like uh, um, pacify the situation or just like right. not talk about it. I don't want that. I want my relationship to be happy. I want to have my friend next to me. I want to like continue having a conversation that we have. So I don't want something from left field just come in and just like mess that up. So whatever it is that's in my mind or whatever it is that's a problem, I want to be able to talk it out or how you talk, how, how do we talk, right? And right, it's not even right. with, it's not only with your spouse, but with your child is how you talk with your child. The art of communication is something that's crucial. I've always encouraged where mm. um, you have to know how to talk to someone. You have to know yeah. um, when to talk to someone. You have to know, and it's even the act, the, the act of listening is, a, is an art as well. So not everybody has that skill. So, you know, you have to know when I'm talking, you have to listen and you have to actively listen. If you're uh, communicating, it's active communication, like all the stuff that you have to know, you have, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a building process. And with your son and with your daughter, whatever your child that you have, you have to know how to talk to them and be on their level. Like you said before, mm-hmm. I can say no at, at, on a harsh tone. And for them, it could just comes out like a megaphone. So you have to know, right. like, you have to know how to talk to your child. You have to know how to um, build a, a proper relationship with your child, build that foundation 
for your son, for your daughter, because again, they're going to use you as an example. Your son is going to mimic you and your daughter is going to want to be somebody like you. Right. So right. Um, as, as they get older, so you have to, as parents, as dads, it is a crucial role that it is for us to be involved. It's a crucial role for us to set examples for each and every one of us, for other dads, for other parents, for other relationship, for your child, for your spouse. We have to set example. Like we have to sit, you have to analyze what is going on in your household and how can I take control of that and make the situation better, right? It's not about self, it's about us. And I've learned that- Definitely. As I learned that throughout ages. I've always learned that in my relationship, learn how to communicate with a person, right? Let's sit down, let's talk. My son is going through some stuff. Why did you do certain things? And okay, let me get your perspective on it. Oh, I see where you get that from. You know what? If I were you, this is what I would do, right? I suggest that you do this because maybe you're benefiting along the way. Don't try this because you know what? I've went there, I've been here and I don't want you to go through the same thing I went through. Is this understanding, give them imagery, paint a picture of what you want them to say, because you don't want them to go through the same trials and tribulations that you went through. You want them to be better than you. And I've always said in this podcast, you want your, your son, your daughter, your future kids, uh, children to be a better version of you. You want them to be better than you. Like us, we are better than our parents. And right. And our grandparents, but like it's always, oh, as generation pass, you're always better than the next generation. That's what we aim to do as dads. It is a crucial role for us to be a model in the house. It is a crucial, crucial. It's very crucial. Like I see it now, like the importance of having a dad, a father in the house, like everything mm-hmm. matters to the way I discipline him, to the way I say no to things. My tone matter. If I say no, it means no. It's not, it's not a maybe. Not shaking and right. I can tell that, right? <laughs> Even still today, yeah. if my father tells me no, just because of his tone, right? It's like a line <laughs> that roars, it shuts everything <laughs> down, right? <laughs> and that's how that's why it matters for a dad to be in the house because there are certain things that a mom can't do. And just like a, a certain right, thing that right. a dad can't do, mom will, it's the same role. So everybody has their own role to play. So play a role and play it well. Because your son is going to is going to mimic what you do, so you might as well set an example, set a foundation, a proper foundation for them to um, live by. Because again, they yeah. once they go into the world, they only can use your foundation. They can only stand in your shoulders and say, well, "Look, my dad taught me this. I'm not gonna do this. I'm not gonna show you this. Sure. I'm not gonna talk to this. I'm not gonna approach another woman like this." You know what I'm saying? Because my dad right. um, treat my mom well. My dad respected my mom. My dad was a friend to my mom. So this is the kind of relationship I'm looking for when I move on to somebody else. So again, setting that foundation, setting that goal to want to be a perfect dad, to want to be a great dad, to be a better dad than your dad was to you, right? Always striving to do more, always striving to always um, encouraging yourself to do more for um, other people and your son. But yeah. bro, I just wanted to say, man, thank you so much. Thank you so much again for your time, for your, your presence, for your experiences. I honestly say, look, I love this conversation. Is it? <laughs> I love it. Like I, I, I say I, it was, it was definitely needed. Awesome, man. Well, no, I appreciate you for having me up here. Um, you know, I love, I love just talking to fathers, man. It's a, it's a great, it's a beautiful thing to be honest. It's very beautiful to, to speak to um, people of similar mindsets, especially in regards to, to being dads. I mean, I think that, um, like I said, your podcast is dope and it's, um, needed, right. I think, I think we need to have these positive voices when it comes to being fathers, because usually it's always met with a tone of obligation. 
right. uh, as opposed to a tone of enjoyment and 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 blessing, right, and and thankfulness. So um, so keep doing what you're doing. I appreciate um, being up here. And uh, if you ever need anything else, please feel free to reach out or anything. Um, I'll definitely be sharing your podcast all over for sure. It's um, it's great, man. Just definitely keep it up. It's it's amazing. It really, oh, really is. Man. Thank you so much. Thank you, my brother, Mr. Anthony Brown. Thank you so much for coming up, for no being problem. vulnerable, for being open, for being a dad, for being an example, man. For being example. I'm looking at you. I'm looking at your stories. I'm I'm like, oh, I gotta I gotta start implementing these things. Even if I'm a dad, I haven't stopped learning <laughs> yeah. yet, and I'm continuing learning. I'm absorbing these things, and I'm absorbing what you're doing with your daughter and with your uh, um, so as your wife and I love that continue doing what you're doing you're an amazing dad you are an example for a lot of dads continue doing what you're doing I love it I love it man um, let's we go keep in contact I'm gonna keep it in my pocket so you know when other stuff comes up we will definitely hit you up so again thank you so much guys I won't keep you any longer this was a great podcast this was a great episode it was a great episode so again I want to thank my guest Anthony Brown for coming through but again guys I won't keep you any longer I will catch you in a few bye For more Dear Dad podcasts, visit Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Make sure you check Dear Dad Podcasts on your favorite Instagram social media platform at Dear Dad Podcasts. Catch you later.